today on the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. All right, we're going to talk about the G7, the summit taking place tomorrow and Saturday in Quebec. Uh, any different from the others, considering uh, the icy relations between Donald Trump and the rest of the Allies, especially when it comes to things like tariffs and, well, I guess anything else that's happened in the last uh, 500 days or so. Let's bring in Elliot Tepper, Emeritus Professor of Political Science, Carleton University. He is with us now. Elliot, thank you for the time. Much appreciated. Oh, you're very welcome, Scott. Elliot, I'm going to throw you a, a, a hail mary here. I'm going to t-bone sure. you with, because I can't. Uh, we can't talk about G7 without me at least asking you uh, one thought on the Ontario election. You've seen a few of these over the time. Uh, as you go from today back to when this campaign all started, what are your thoughts? Well, as a political scientist, first of all, I commend each and every one of the candidates who are putting themselves forward. This is public service. It's a calling. And uh, again, I commend uh, all the parties, and there are many parties uh, and their candidates. Second of all, what I've been suggesting, uh, I have some guidelines for elections. There's too many of them. I got five, but one of them is pay attention to the boring stuff. When you start looking at elections, Scott, it's very easy to overlook the mechanics, but the people running cannot overlook the mechanics. We have a candidate now running for the Conservative Party and very possibly going to be the next leader of our province, who did not actually win either the popular vote or the most uh, ridings along the way. The way the rules were structured, the theory of representation led to his selection over another candidate. So pay attention to the really dull and boring stuff if you really care about politics. That's how we got Doug Ford. Uh, Thirdly, I thought I think if if we could if tick the box for none of the above, that would be the plurality winner of this election. Hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that. What happened to the center? Or here we are on question number two, and I was only going to give you one. What happened to the center here? Um, the political center in Ontario. Yeah, I think it's still there. I, I've not given a lot of thought to that particular issue. This is a very sensible uh, province, and you will notice that over the long period of time. We quite uh, cheerfully, as a province, selected one party federally and a totally different party provincially. It's kind of an internal sense of checks and balances. So right now we happen to have a liberal government uh, federally, and it's not surprising that a conservative party may come to power. And uh, we'll have to see if that does prevail. But the center does not seem in Ontario to be as threatened as it is uh, perhaps in the United States. We don't have that degree of polarization, at least not yet. Good point. All right, uh, let's talk about the G7. Uh, to the average Canadian, what is the purpose of these summits? Why, is it, why are they important? The G7 is easy to overlook, but it's arguably the most important political uh, gathering right now in terms of governing and managing international relations for the simple reason that the large official body, the United Nations, is often... Uh, stymied by internal uh, problems and vetoes and so forth. The G20, which Canada helped helped initiate, which brings together developed and emerging countries, uh, such as uh, India and China, that's still larger than the G7, the G8 originally. The, The liberal political entities who believe in internationalism, that is, the advanced industrial democracies, if they can reach consensus, can help shape the, shape the tone and even the agenda 
of Foreign Affairs, and they do meet once a year. Will this summit be different? Why is this one different, Trump. especially when it comes to <laughs> Trump and tariffs and such? Go ahead. Well, it's pretty easy to see why this is different. There's one key difference. Uh, although there's always room for disagreement among the seven leaders who meet, remember, uh, by themselves in a small room with hardly, I guess there's no advisors at all. They, they get to really talk to each other and exchange views. But this is after a very careful process of uh, many, many meetings leading up to the summit, including min- meetings of foreign ministers and so forth. The um, difference is that up until this past year in, in Italy, these countries were all committed to upholding the international order that they themselves helped create, most importantly the United States, starting at Bretton Woods in, in uh, 1944 as the war was ending, to construct an international order resting on uh, laws and on processes and really on democracy as well. Uh, We now seem to have a president who just doesn't accept the basic structures of the international order that the G7 does represent. Uh, He doesn't seem to accept them, and that's a first and a very ominous sign for this meeting. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play and listen to The Scott Thompson Show weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 900 CHML.